right, so Lisa, we've been talking a lot about discouragement, but you know, I feel like let's focus on this program with the answer to discouragement. And what would that be? Hope. 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 And you know, a lot of people are like, what the heck is hope? Yeah. You know, but hope is also, I, th- I always think of hope as dreams are hope. Hope is also vision. Things that actually have this, this, this longing inside of you. You know, the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped, hoped for. for, the evidence of things yet unseen. So it's a, it's something that we see. It's something we see in the distance. It's a vision. And it says for the hope set before him. Jesus endured the cross, and we were that hope. We were that vision before him that he endured the cross. And so, you know, we, we talked about David, and there was a time that David was really discouraged. How did he get a hold of hope? He spoke to his own soul and said, hope in God. Why does he say that? Because God, according to Romans chapter 15, he is the God of hope. It says, now may the God of hope fill you with all peace and joy in believing. Mm. Now, I think the greatest example of this would be Abraham. If you look at Abraham, when God appears to Abraham, he's 75 years old, mm-hmm. and God says to Abraham, I am, I am your exceeding great reward. Can you imagine God appearing to you saying, I'm your reward? And if you look carefully at the way Abraham responds to God, it was kind of like big deal. Yeah. I, I have no child. I have no heir. <clears throat> the heir of my household is Eliezer of Damascus. Okay, you're you're my reward for 25 years, maybe 50 years, but then I'm gone and I've got nothing. So God says, I got a problem here. I got to put some hope in this boy. So God brings him out at the beginning of the evening mm-hmm. in a Middle Eastern sky with no lights. Now, when you have a dry climate, because I studied astronomy when I was in high school, the reason they put these uh, observatories in places like Arizona is because there's no humidity, they're desert, and there's not city lights. Yeah, there's and, clarity. And the scientists say you can see anywhere from eight to 10,000 stars on a given evening in a desert. So Abraham starts counting these stars, and of course, around four in the morning, maybe three, he falls asleep. So God's right there when he wakes up the next morning, and God says, did you count them all? And Abraham goes, they're innumerable. And God says to him, that's how many your descendants are going to be that come from your loins. Wow. So what he did is God gave him a picture Hope literally means a confident expectation. It's as you just said, Lisa. It's a blueprint. It's a schematic. It's it shows. Did you I could, say blueprint and schematic? Man, well, that makes me sound so smart. You are so smart. <laughs> but you know, you could never build a house without a blueprint. It's you said faith is the substance of things hoped for. How can you have any substance being given to nothing if you have no hope? So <clears throat> God, what he did is gave Abraham a vision because what people don't understand is the greatest battle that goes on right now is not for anything else other than our imagination. Mm. God is the one that gave every single one of us an imagination. He gave us a, an ability to be able to paint on the screen of our imagination. And what the enemy wants to do is just plaster us with a visual things. I kind of think the media wants to do that too. <laughs> yeah, the but me- yes. Well, that's what I'm saying, the media... You said so, the enemy. Is that media the enemy? Well, sometimes. Sometimes. So anyway, they want to, they want to paint a, a picture of discouragement, of lust, of addiction, of, of gratification, self-gratification, because the enemy fears us getting a true vision from God because yeah. a true vision from God is hope. And so God did that with Abraham. And then Abraham's, you know, he's got a lot of his trips are along the, the sand, mm-hmm. sandy areas. 
And then God one day says, hey, look at all the sand. Can you count that? He goes, no, it's innumerable. He says, your descendants will be more in number than the sands of the sea. Wow. So now whenever he looked up at the sky at night, he had this vision on his imagination. All those little stars turned into baby faces. Whenever he looked down at the sand, he goes, innumerable. They became baby faces. So now when Abraham is past childbearing age and his wife is, the Bible says who against hope, against natural hope. Natural hope said you'll never have a baby. Mm. He believed in hope. What hope? That he'd be the father of many nations. He believed in that vision and that word that God had placed in him. It created that picture of an innumerable number of descendants. This is why you and I need to spend time with God. Because when you're alone with God, that's when God starts dropping these things in your heart. You know, John, in, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 3, I just want to read this to you. It's so rich. It says, our prayers, you're talking about prayers, our prayers for you are always spilling over into thanksgiving. So we know thanksgiving, being grateful, actually stirs up our capacity for hope. We can't quit thanking God, our Father, and Jesus, our Messiah, for you. We keep getting reports on your steady faith in Christ, our Jesus, and the love you continuously extend to all Christians then this is the part I love. The lines of purpose in your lives, never growing slack, tightly tied mm. as they are to your future in heaven, kept taunt in hope. So we need to anchor ourselves to the eternal. I can almost see like a, a, a ropes on a, a sailing ship. They are kept taut in hope. We are pulling on heaven. We are anchored to heaven. We, we are tied to that. And it says the message is as true among you today as when you first heard it. It doesn't diminish or weaken over time. It is the same all over the world. The message bears fruit and gets larger and stronger, just as it has in you. From the very first day you heard and recognized the truth of what God is doing, you've been hungry for more. So we need to actually tie this 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 thing to hope tightly. We can't be loose with it. That's why I love how it says in Habakkuk to write the vision and make it plain. That's a way yeah. we tie ourselves to hope when we tie down visions. You're talking about blueprints. I wonder how many people out there, they're feeling adrift. They're feeling like there's nothing tying them to hope. Well, we're just going to challenge you today that you need to write some vision. You need to make it plain. The things that God has told you, you need to do some practical things to write it down so that you can read it and you can run with it. You want to give God something to work with. But John, I also do think something we've mentioned repeatedly in the sessions is that this is a spirit. This spirit comes to discourage them. This spirit comes to attack them. This spirit comes to undermine the hope they had in Christ. This spirit comes to darken the vision they have. And I just think it'd be imperative that, you know, we can close with prayer over these people that are feeling this. So any scripture you have and then closing with prayer, I think it would be really powerful. Well, you know, the first thing that, again, we want to emphasize is get with God and let God speak to you what he says over your life. You've probably already done that. You probably have promises that he's made. And that's why it, what Lisa just said is so important. That you write what God says to us down as well as the visions he places in our heart because you have to go back to that. Yeah. That's, that's an anchor, that vision. That's an anchor of your soul, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. So um, <clears throat> the thing that we want to do is we want to pray that God would give us a vision, a vision for our immediate future, a vision for our long-term future. You know, Lisa, I, I just... I just, I just feel there are people out there that just feel hopeless. They, they, they don't have a vision. They, they're discouraged. It's, it, that's, that's where Elijah yeah, you're was. You're asking them to write something down, and they, they don't feel like they have anything to write. Right. Yeah. And Elijah just said, I'm no better than my father's. Just let me die. 
He had no more vision. He had no more hope. The enemy literally, through the woman Jezebel, stole every ounce of his vision and his hope. You know, I don't care what you're going through. God is bigger. He's bigger than your circumstance. He's bigger than your history. He is God. And, you know, that's why the, um, the prophet said, if the fig tree bears, fails to bear fruit, yet I will still praise you. When we praise God, we're declaring, God, you're greater than our circumstances. You're greater than what I'm living through right now. And you're a faithful God. You're a God who keeps your word. You're a God who keeps your promise. You're not a God that abuses your children. That's what you need to remind yourself of, and that will pull you through anything you're living in. And so we just I just want to pray with Lisa right now. And just, Father, in the name of Jesus, you are the God of all hope. And you said, Lord, that you will fill us with joy and peace in believing. And so in the name of Jesus, I break, we break discouragement and heaviness. We break intimidation. We break a lack of vision. We break fear off of every single man and woman that is listening right now. And we declare over you that you are called of God. You have a mission on this earth. You are not just somebody a vagabond wandering to and fro and laboring for that which will one day every bit of it perish. You have a mission, an eternal mission to bring heaven to your world of influence. And so in the name of Jesus, we pray right now, Father, give them a vision, give them a hope. And as you do, Lord God, I pray that you would strengthen their heart with joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so in Jesus' name, we thank you for this. We receive it for every person that's listening in Jesus' name. You know, and I want to pray to people that do feel barren. You know, the Bible says, Abraham, who against hope, believed in hope. There are people out there that all you have to pray and hold on to is hope. There are women out there that God has given you some promises and you're afraid that hope will hurt. You're afraid to dream again. You're afraid to even reach out beyond that. And I just want to say to you, I'm going to challenge you to against hope, believe in hope. It doesn't, it looks hopeless, but believe the God of hope. And there's people out there, you know, I got a a text message just today from a precious, precious young woman I absolutely love who her and her husband listened to our podcast and, and she asked us to pray for her to get pregnant. But I, I believe there's people that want to get pregnant out there, John, that have barren natural wombs. And then there's people that have barren spiritual wombs. And I just want to speak to the womb of their life. Father, I just thank you for releasing your divine seed, your divine purpose into individuals' lives. Father, we break spiritual barriers barrenness. We break miscarrying. Father, we thank you that you have promise and legacy on people's lives. And I command an opening of the womb of their lives, Father, that they would be dream carriers, not dream miscarriers, but they would be dreamers and dream carriers, that they'd be seers and hearers of your word. And Father, I speak to barren wombs and I command them to open in the name of Jesus. I speak to that spirit of infirmity that keeps women from being able to conceive and I break its power. And Father, I thank you for uh, young men who have not been able to to impregnate their wives, Father, because of maybe something in their past or maybe there's just something obstructing what you have for them. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for opening up the wells of life in your sons and your daughters, that they would be fruitful, that they would multiply, that their lives would overflow with hope in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 